When, no, I'm not waiting around while you go to the bathroom <laughs> and take us with you. I don't want that. No, I wouldn't do that. I can hold you it. Would I? Would not. You're gonna. That's gonna hurt you. Huh? Don't hold it. You've, it hurts. You've you've heard this show, right? You think this will be done in under three hours? Come on, <laughs> sir. Are you are you new here? I think it is. <laughs> Probably. But I can't go now anyway because I have raisin bread in front of me. And time I come back, this thing is cement. Well, that was your first mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. First time caller, long time listener. First time listener, the last. What, uh, 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 first time podcaster, uh, uh, long time listener. Uh, 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 no time listener, first time caller. But the good thing is that at least he's got a mic that he's working and he's at home. This is true. This is very true. He's it's a at rare home. occasion. Yep. At home with a microphone with food in front of him. It feels just like old times. Oh, yeah. It feels like episode three again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone since. <laughs> I mean, again, nothing if not consistent. Hi, guys, and welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast, a show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing the game even more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We do encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter, and that's the number two. Now, on with the show. Join and stay joined, Craig. You don't know what's the matter with who. Craig. He came, he ate, he left. Look, man. <clears throat> when I say this, I know that I say this with as much respect as I can muster. Mm-hmm. Me. It's not me for this time of the morning. Don't hate me. It's the <laughs> other one. It just... Uh, see, look, Craig's gone again. There is no Craig. There's only Jark. Mm. Brought to you by French Craig. This is going to be impossible for me to find which Craig is the one that's recording. Um, oh, I don't know why I keep pushing the button. More importantly, why do you hate me? What did I do or not do? Wait, I need a reason? Oh, I mean, I didn't know if there was one in particular or if it was just a blanket I hate you. I mean, that's fine, too. I accept that. <laughs> I, I just didn't know, I didn't know if there was an I hate you because cause I was like, I can't think of any reason he'd hate me particularly other than... Being up just pure awesomeness, but (laughs) pure awesomeness. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's had some sleep. Listen to him, he's all laughing, joking. Yeah, he is. Craig, you can hear me. Stop lying. No, Craig, Craig has taken the week off. Geerk, Geerk is our one true lord and master. Brought to you by French Craig. Yeah, no, I think, I think this is going to be a Geerk episode. As long as he gives you the recording at the end. Hopefully not in yeah. French. Or, or No, come on. In French, even better. It'd be fine. I, I am not at my best in French. Actually, that kind of goes for every language. Disregard. Go ahead. French is fine. Well, what, what happens when the robot robots out? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of sighing. The best sighing. Hmm. Users. So there was all of us, and the duration was four minutes. I don't believe that for five seconds. But do you believe it for four minutes? 
what four minutes did you record? The best four, obviously. Obviously. The greatest four minutes. Oh, it's got me worried now. Oh, it'll be fine. So, so far, touch wood. We've got Craig. We've got Garrick. Mm -hmm. We've got you two. What did you say? Snape is our touch word? What? I said touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. Oh. Monkeys. I, 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 my brain thought you said safe is our touch word, mixing both safe word and don't touch me. <laughs> I was like, what? are you okay, you demon? About? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. No, no one knows. No one has any idea. Okay. Hey, it was actually audible that time. Now recording. Now recording. Now recording. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, there, there's two little two little bears. They're both green. I'm going to assume something will come from this. Oh. And, and and if not, just jump on for two minutes and be like, uh, Deej left. Festival of the Lost is up. Here's some lore. Enjoy your week. That's it. Done. Out. That's if the law's there. <laughs> we might have had the same problem last night. Then, then just be like, listen, Deej has left. We have left. Every we out of out of a sign of respect to Deej, we are not going to play out the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. There's there's our backup plan if this all goes haywire. Okay. Say, Craig, you're not recording. Yeah, but his his buddy is, so it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. We'll roll with it. Oh, I'm going to roll with it. This is going to be either the shortest episode of the week with what you've just said, me going blah, 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 blah. Sorry, it didn't work. It's going to be hello, and that's going to be it. Yeah. Or it actually is going to be the full episode. Mm -hmm. And if it is the full episode, we might as well get into the episode. So welcome, everybody, to the show. I am your only exasperated British man, Night Demon, in the corner. As always, eating his breakfast is the Hunter Master Race, Respawn. And your pink-panted pansy titan is parody. Uh, you can call me Triumphant Invader, pig pansy titan this week. <laughs> Congrats. I, I, have, I, have, I got that done, and I started asking the band for tips on doing Sentry and Collector, and then have not turned my Xbox on since. <laughs> so that's going great. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's about uh, the same as, as me this week. I looked at what the Crucible modes were, looked in my triumphs and went, I need to play at least 25 games of this game mode to get 15 wins at least. Uh, it's lockdown this week, I believe. I've, I've forgotten the game mode already. And I, yeah, was... I, I, think, I think it was lockdown and mayhem. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> I've done all my mayhem achievements, all my triumphs, mm. Um, mm. but I hadn't done all my lockdown ones. So I managed to win 15 games of that, got 15 nice. lockdowns, did all the defending and things. It was pretty nice. And what I actually liked about that, it was just win 15 games, whereas the supremacy one is win 25 games. And that's a lot harder <laughs> to win 25 games. Um, yes. I think I, I still need to win 10 more games. So hopefully it comes back up before the end of the season. And then I get my 50 triumph score. Bye, Craig. We don't want you here anyway. Yeah. Bye, Craig. This is the all French show this week. <laughs> Get your triumph score. Ha ha ha, enchanté. I'm sorry. We're terrible people. You are. 
Sorry. Only on days that end in Y. That's enough about what's happened this week in Destiny for us. Because let's face it, Respawn hasn't played, so we're not going to ask him. That is accurate. It's Look, guys, in my defense, on another game that you don't ever let me talk about, it has been a huge week. Just huge. So, yes, I have been preoccupied. So, next week in Destiny, we have the Grandmaster Nightfall returning for Savathun's song. So, that's the featured one for the week. Lord Shax will bring momentum, control, and breakthrough to the Crucible. And Festival of the Lost continues. And have you claimed your cash reward yet? No, because there's not enough ciphers. There's plenty of ciphers. I actually have no idea what you did there. I'll put a little drum roll. Yeah. And because only you're going to ask me, breakthrough is when players fight to control the middle zone of the map, and then the team who controls that zone needs to break through to the opposite zone and capture it. Otherwise, they need to defend their zone from the other team breaking through to it. And momentum control is um, mayhem with guns. You see someone, you put a bullet near them, and they die. I think I need to do momentum next week. There's a few games I still need to win in that to get my 50 triumph score. So I'm going to be looking at doing that. And I, I think I still need to do... One of the achievements in the Savathun song Nightfall Ordeal, or just in the Nightfall in general, which I think is shoot eight of the projectiles before the end of the Nightfall. So mm. when Savathun's shooting at you, you have to shoot the big purple ballies that he fires at you. I think you have to shoot eight of them for, I think it's a 100 triumph score. There's little things in each Nightfall which really annoys me. Uh, some of them are really easy, like what I've just said, with shooting the eight projectiles. But then some of them are really hard, like the one on the Tangled Shore. Uh, I can't remember the name of the boss. But you know the one with all the electric in it? And he puts the electric field on the floor. He mm-hmm. hoists you up in the air. He shoots electric at you. That one you have to avoid being shot with the electricity or being touched with arc in that final encounter. It's like, how hard is this? Unless I'm hiding in a corner for the entire thing and my team just wipe him out in seconds. This, this ain't going to happen for me. Yeah, and, and there is no wiping him out in seconds because it's all time-gated. So you've mm-hmm. got to go through, you know, what, three or four rounds of it anyway and just, yeah, hide in the corner, sit in a bubble, something. Or I could do the really sneaky trick of just let two of my fire team members do the nightfall and just before they take him down, I fly in for the last second. I could do it that way. Maybe that's the way I should do it. You don't know those guys. Do it. Yeah, Do it. Yeah, you don't know them. They're not friends. Right, you'll never see them again, and won't have to care about them anymore. <laughs> and even if you did know them, are they really your friends? I mean, come on. Now. <laughs> no, they'll never know the difference. They'll just think you were put into the game halfway through, like I get put into the forest this week. I've I've run like two, two or three hidden forest run or haunted forest runs. Yeah, that'll be the hidden forest. And it's like we could put you in at the start, but we're going to put you in like halfway through because that's more fun. Yeah, I had a couple of those, which was quite nice for when I wanted to get to the caches at the end quite quick so it only had 30 seconds you, left you said you said it's quite nice but if they've only been running for two people odds are they probably didn't get very far oh no they got i'm not saying that that's the, the it case it doesn't I'm matter how far I they get feel. because at the end of it yeah. all you want to do is get to the five chests and open those so that you can get your ghost your ship and your sparrow i'm up to sparrow i think i've just got the ship left to do um uh, i've run out of decoders again just because i've been playing other game modes 
Well, how dare you? Says the person that played nothing but Gambit for like the last two weeks and <laughs> without a mask on because he had to have either the full armor set or I'm missing, I think, the legs for like two of the sets. So I was running full armor set plus just shoving synths into my character going, I, I don't need these. Come beyond light. I'm just going eat, eat through them all. And I had a pile of them left. Yeah. And was Gambit like, was the featured mode this week, wasn't it? With the triple infamy. But they haven't said anything about next week. But if we're still on yeah. the same rotation of Strikes, Gambit, then Crucible, we haven't got Iron Banner returning. But I'm guessing there'll be Triple Infamy. I'm hoping, because well, that was... that's, that's what they kind of promised towards the end of the season, wasn't it? It was going to be on a rotation of different things happening. Mm -hmm. Well, it probably won't be Triple Infamy, because it was what Double Infamy this week. <laughs> oh, Infamy, sorry. Um, what's the... The Zavala Cool Points. Yeah, Zavala cool points. We'll go with that. Zavala gives you a hearty handshake and a back pat and says, good job. Good job. So I know you've been doing your uh, Reckoner title, same as me. The one that I've kind of come across, that, which is really uh, making, you know, I'm coming really unstuck with, is the Reaper title. And the one that I really need to kind of work on is getting 12 kills uh, within a certain amount of time without, I think it's, you have to have a minimum of between one and three seconds in between each kill and the problem that i'm getting is when i'm running with blueberries they're running in as well and still shooting some of the like the mob ads which i can kind of take out quite quickly so i'm not getting the massacre medal and i only need 10 of them but i'm finding that's really really hard if i haven't got a team that actually i can communicate with and say please don't shoot anything i want to go in there and just wreck face yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like I said, that was that was my original plan of how to go in and start this, and then haven't touched Destiny except for maybe a week today. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was definitely thinking the same thing. Going, I would like to come in here and just destroy things. But yeah, it, I think yeah, it is getting the twelve kills without like on a side, and it really it's just I, I'm, I'm trying to think which super would be best for this, or what can I put on? I'm thinking you know like Risk Runner, Telesto, something, and just chain. I was, I think it was, uh, it was, I think it was Dragon, Bad Juju Dragon in the uh, the band saying, I think he did it with Risk Runner and something. I was like, I wonder if Risk Runner, and then maybe mix that with Dune Marchers with an arc subclass and just sort of arc all the things and get some chain lightning and hope for the best. Because yeah, like you, I, I think that's definitely one of those. It would be best to run with a team, but I just don't see that happening because my my play time is you know an hour at six thirty this morning or an hour at, you know, 1130 at night on a random weeknight. So getting a yeah. team together is not really the easiest thing to do, but uh, that's, yeah. part, that's part of why I've been grinding through the, the Gambit stuff. One, just because I really enjoy Gambit, and two, it's it's something I can do, and, and I was so close on the Invader in the Sentry. It's like, I was so close to this. I just need to go in and steal moats. I cannot tell you how many games I played that it took me to get, like, the last 80 moats I needed to steal from the other team, because I would in, run in there, basically sprint to their bank and stand there, Sometimes with a bubble, sometimes with a shield, and just be like, no, no, you can come <laughs> shoot me. I will shoot you back, but I just want to stand here and drain your moats. That's all I'm here for. Yeah. I don't care if we win or lose. I'm not even <laughs> going to kill you. I just need the moats because I had all the other kills done. Just need the moat drain, which thankfully you can you can get. If you can jump in with a bubble, put the bubble on the bank, which of course just makes them mad anyway, which gives me about 10 moats if I can you know get there quickly and stand there the whole time and not being killed. Yeah. So it was it wasn't bad to do once I was able to actually invade. I can't tell you of all the times I was running sentry and got that done, I think I saw one other sentry, maybe. 
<laughs> I cannot tell you the number of times I either, you know, everybody wants to be an innovator. And yes, some most of them are better than I am. Some of them are worse than I am, but everybody wants to be an innovator. I'm like, do, do you not see the armor set? Do you not see me like picking yeah. up the heavy and running over and trying to destroy things every single time and doing a decent job of it? Like, I, what's your invader? I think that's the th- that's the point, isn't it? That some th- most of these triumphs or the to get the reckon a title, you can brute force yourself into actually doing those things, like I did with the collector. I brute forced oh, myself totally. to go in doing. I'm going to force, you know, I'm going to push people out of the way. I'm going to collect all these moats possible and I'm going to get that medal, that half-baked medal. And that was that was quite easy compared to trying to get this massacre medal. And some of the other medals that you have to get, I mean, you don't even have to get a medal for the invading. It's like you said, it's drain the moats. It's shoot people with shotguns, fusion rifles, linear yep. fusion yeah. rifles. Yeah, and there are kills. so many different exotics that will, yeah, that would really help you out. I mean... Most of those oh. triumphs are quite. Mm-hmm. If you brute force it, you can do it. But then this this massacre one, I just can't seem to do. Maybe it's because I'm on a Titan. A lot. Of, I mean, I was looking on a lot of Reddit places, and they were saying, you know, warlock with like certain chess pieces or certain exotics will kind of get the job done with like arc go in just by boom, use your super. And I tried that with so many different, uh, so many different Titan builds and and supers and it's just like i would get to maybe 10 or 11 kills and then just that last one would be the yellow bar and it'd be like no i'm not gonna i'm i can't destroy mm-hmm. him in, in less than three seconds he's like huge and yeah going against hive with those bloody eyeballs i mean there, there are so many mob ads around that thing <laughs> and yeah. my team my team are not focused on shooting the blooming shriekers they're too busy trying to shoot the mob ads i'm like please just take down the shrieker so i can run in and just kill everything else mm-hmm. and then i'll get my medal please and yeah it's it's definitely something i need to work on with the team because it's it's communication so i, I kind of gave up on that this week i i was m- now more focused on finishing off my whisper mission to get the ship and finishing out the outbreak perfected zero hour mission to try and um, get my catalyst done for that as well Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm not doing any of those. I I just recently remembered the bad juju was a gun in this game that I should use and have. So I've been playing with that with that this week. That's been good times. And in answer to to respawn's question of what's my invader build, whatever it needed to be for whatever I was trying to do at the time. <laughs> um, there was a lot of bastion and a lot of uh, what was the linear fusion rifle that you got from the crucible? The uh, or, or yeah, arbalist. I'm sorry, yeah, not bastion, arbalist. A lot of Arbalist, a lot of the, the Crucible Linear Fusion Rifle, uh, the Komodo. Use that a fair bit to get my Linear Fusion Rifle kills done, because I am no sniper. Uh, That's uh, uh, it's, Sniping is not a thing. And then it was a mix of Telesto, Toaster, and uh, Main Ingredient to get the Fusion Rifle kills. And a little bit of Winter's Lie when they would come in my bubble, and i go, no, no, I have a shotgun, you're dead now. <laughs> and then Okay, so you, you were doing this for like for like a, a specific weapon, oh, uh, okay. I oh, thought you were like absolutely trying to kill invader or trying to invade and kill things. I was like, well, I mean, I mean, like yes, some of that, but really that was you know that was the the secondary or maybe even third and dairy, fourth and dairy, fifth and dairy goal of the invading because mm-hmm. because for the I think I had had like the I can't remember what all the steps, but I think I, I had somehow all the wins. Like I think I needed like one win in all this, yeah. so somehow I had done wins, 
And then I had done like a bunch of the straight kills. I think I needed like five or six super kills. And then all of like basically all of the weapon kills. I think I had like one, one of the sniper linear fusion rifle and maybe two of the shotgun or fusion rifles done. So it was basically just go in, get kills with particular weapons and then drain moats. And really it was, it really just go in with a single minded purpose of I have this gun, I have ammo for it. I need at least one or two kills with this weapon every time I invade. And that was the goal. Yeah. And if I had a super and happened to get close and I could see a chance to wipe them all out or get a big kill, you know, during a primeval phase, I did that. I had a couple of good thunder crashes on, on full teams or full teams minus a guy that inv- invaded us. So that, you know, made that go quickly, but really it is like a, like my team had said, a single minded, I'm going to go in and do this. Like I was definitely, when I did sentry, I was basically camping, camping the bank with a scout rifle. So I could, um, I had a Patreon lost causes that's, Masterworked that has um, I think full auto Vorpal weapon something like that on it because I would basically take pot shots at wherever the rest of my team was going to collect moats and then I was right. running either with Telesto, Felwinters, Yotan depending on you know sort of what we were fighting and just just hang, hang out the bank clearing the bank uh, ran with Malfeasance for a lot of that actually I ran with Malfeasance for both of those for both invading and the bank clearing just because it does great work against the uh, against Taken. So Mal- Malfeasance got a ton of work and Wither Horde got a ton of work just to be like, I, these captains can teleport, but I can eventually, you know, capture them in enough goo for them to die eventually. And you know, the the Malfeasance is a really under underestimated weapon, dude. When it first came out, I used that weapon exclusively inside of uh, Gamma just because of how good it is against Taken and Invaders. But if you're the one doing the invading, although it is a good gun, um, you were halfway there with your scout rifle. What I found that works super well with with invading is that scout rifle you have with full auto, but instead of warp a weapon, I have explosive rounds for that massive flinch when they're trying to snipe you, dude. Just pop, 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 done. Pop, 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 done. Right, yeah. and it's it's so good when you're invading to just to just pop them because they're all looking for you with a sniper or something like that right and you can out flinch the hell out of them so they mm-hmm. miss you and it's great a lot of sniper a lot of truth and then pair it with the Jotun, like you were talking about also very good um and for your for your final weapon i mean it just it's it's user choice um either i'm using the toaster and a regular sword right or i'm using um I forgot what my secondary is if I'm not using a toaster, but I guess like a shotgun or something like that. And then I'm using the black talon yeah. for my sword. Yeah. So both of those tracking for invading works absolutely beautifully. Yeah. But the thing, the reason why parody has to use like shotguns and linear fusion rifles, because the triumph says you have to get 25 kills with certain weapons and then your supers and get wins and drain the moats. So that's why, right? I got, I got that yeah. after the fact. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was specific it, things for each, each triumph. So, and the mode reading was the hardest part because if you could invade half time, you invade early in the game, and the other team has no moats, or your blockers have already taken their moats. It's like, well, but, but I wouldn't take the moats. That was my job. <laughs> so, as a reminder, if this is still working, this podcast, you still have <laughs> a good three weeks to get your whisper mission done. So if you are trying to get the heroic version done, shoot the oracles, get your ship blueprints, you still have the three weeks, hopefully, for the uh, before Beyond Light drops. You also have a good couple of weeks to get the outbreak perfected, which is a zero-hour mission, to get, again, the ship and the catalyst done for your outbreak perfected. 
you still have a good couple of weeks to get the escalation protocol done if you are doing the sword you have three weeks left for raid challenges again if you go down to hawthorne pick up those bounties you might be able to find a group on lfg that are just specifically doing that i've seen a lot of that this week and another good reminder is banshee with his mods that he sells now he now sells ones that come up from season of undying season of unworthy or season of worthy so you've got like war mine cell mods that you can actually purchase directly from him which would really help going into the next season so keeping on that every day if you can log in i mean that, that's a good thing i mean if you're not actually playing the game log in grab a couple of um shards from spider go to banshee in the tower have a look what he's got pick up some infusion stuff but yeah you said shards but i'm assuming you meant cores that's, right yeah you know okay yeah he's, he's got, yeah do that because, I mean, he sells legendary shards, too, but that's not why you go to Spider. Yeah. One of the four trillion you know, currencies in this game. Ooh, this podcast is going to be one of the best ones ever. Yeah. Well, if it, if it is, let's, let's see if we can get it done really quickly. So <laughs> Respawn is going to help us out with this next part, because oh. at the beginning of the week, Bungie put out a blog post regarding the next generation of Destiny 2. Yep. And this is concerning the new consoles that are coming in November. So you have the Xbox Series X and S dropping on the 10th of November with Beyond Light. And then I think it's a week later we have PlayStation 5. Is that right? Are you, are, got... are you, are you on the Twab? No, I'm on the, well, I'm on the blog post before the Twab. The next generation of Destiny, and I don't know when the PS5 comes out because I haven't pre-ordered anything. <laughs> no, it's not. It. It, it's not it's, in my diary, so I haven't got it. Um, later, we'll, we'll, we'll let those PS4 PS4 people tell you when the PS5 comes out. It's you know soon, <laughs> around the same time. I do know that Xbox is November 10th. No, it isn't. I lied. That's that's <laughs> just a different holiday that sticks out in my brain. <laughs> so the next generation optimized version of Destiny 2 will launch on december 8th so we all thought it was going to launch day and date with beyond light but it's not it's going to take at least another month for them to kind of work out a few kinks so while there'll be faster loader times and cross-generation play available on november 10th when beyond light goes live hey, it is we're taking more time on the following enhancements to ensure a smoother experience when playing destiny 2 on your new devices so let's run through this Series X will have 4K resolution with 60 frames per second. It will have a field of view slider, will have faster load times, and it have cross-generation play, which means you can play against anybody else on Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. Whew. Xbox, and Xbox, Xbox. I just All had a Xbox. stroke listening to you. Um, and you get the next generation upgrade free of charge playstation also will get exactly the same thing so you get 4k 60 frames per second a field of view slider faster load times cross-generation play which means you will be able to play against playstation 4 and playstation 5 the pro for um yeah playstation pro and the <laughs> playstation 5 whatever it is but and not the, the next generation or the playstation series 3 no and the next generation upgrade is free of charge. 
But you, yeah, been, you will not be getting the Xbox Smart Delivery on the PlayStation, oddly enough. <laughs> so Xbox Series S will get a 1080p resolution with 60 frames per second. You will get a, field, get of you will get get a field of view slider, faster load times, and cross-generation play with the Xbox Smart Delivery service for the upgrade for the next generation. Now, so to, to sort of recap this, Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, same thing across the board. Xbox yes. Series S, you get 1080p, not 4K. So if you don't have a 4K TV, who cares about 4K? Get the Series S. It also doesn't come with a disk drive. You don't need that either. It'll be fine. Save yourself the money. You're <laughs> going to need to buy the extra storage. It also doesn't that. have as much power either. Eh, power schmauer. Don't say power schmauer. You need power if you're gaming. Don't listen to parody. He doesn't love you. He's steering you down the path of unrighteousness, okay? I'm steering you down so, the path that rocks! Respawn. Wow. Going over a few of the notes that they've put at the bottom here. Yep. They're going to offer field of view customization on consoles for the first time. So their goal <laughs> is to enable a field of view range similar to that on PC. So yep. similar, but probably not the same. They're currently testing these settings so they make sure it's all smooth. So can you just mm -hmm. go through for people like me that don't understand what this field of view range customization thing is? Okay, put it to you like this. Let's say you have a vehicle right in front of you, right? You're so close to well, the it's vehicle. Gonna, it's going to hit me. No, no, no. No, it's just parked right there on the road. Okay. Don't be afraid. But either A, the vehicle is so large, or B, you're so close to the vehicle, that's all that's in your field of view, right? Just this vehicle, right? right. What the field of view slider does is it gives your camera like a wide-angle lens you know how you you know the difference between a regular angle lens and a wide angle lens on cameras, right? Whenever you're taking like panoramic shots, things like that. Like a fisheye. Well, exactly, like a fisheye. Um, only not as disorienting. So, yes, your field of view gets expanded. So now instead of just seeing the vehicle, now you can see things to the left, to the right, above, and below the same vehicle without you actually moving where you are. That's okay. what it does. So, are you basically saying that? I'm going to use TV as a reference. So the, the 4.3 square box TVs that used to get back in the 80s. Yeah? Yep. Mm -hmm. And now we have the widescreen TV. So it's just like putting an extra couple of sidebars on it to make the, the view yep. go in so line with your eyes, basically. So that, yeah, yeah, so it's going from normal you know, 4.3 to letterbox ratio kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Widescreen and TV. I Another way to another the way that I look at it personally is by default, I think it's like set to 70. Field of view is set to 70, right? So imagine you only have 70% of your field of view of your natural. Is that field on of view. PC or is that just in general on PC. consoles? Okay. On PC, it starts off, I believe, at 70. Don't quote me if I'm wrong on this. I just I've had it on 110 for so long, I forgot what it started off as, but I'm pretty sure it's 70. You can increase that all the way up to 110. And in my mind, that means I can see 110% of my normal field of view, right? So, does that not distort the kind of the side views like Parody was saying, like with fish eyes? Does it not kind of? No, no, I mean, only very, very slightly. Um, if you're going from like a console normal field of view and then you mess with the slider, it is noticeable. But you play a few games, you don't even notice it anymore. It's just like peripheral vision at this point. You know, okay. So, like, when you guys were on when you guys were on console watching the the all the rockets hit the hit the 
not the dreadnought, the the cabal ship coming to us, right? Yeah. Remember how you could barely see the ship plus the rockets? Well, on PC, I saw the ship, the rockets, the moon, and half the freaking people on the map, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so how would this benefit in PVE? PVE? I mean, it, it benefits PVE and PVP the same way. You just get okay. to see more of what's happening, right? You ever, you ever been shot by want to kind of focus like, what on the hell, what, where the hell am I getting shot at? And you're getting shot from the left or the right? Well, when you increase your field of view, you can actually see more of your left, right, up and down than what you normally could. So you see more enemies on the field. You see more of the field. It's easier for you to find. Like if you're in PvE, for example, and you're looking for like like world oh God, what, what's it called, man? Materials. You're looking for world materials, right? You yeah. have more of a field of view to kind of catch a world material out of the corner of your eye. Like, oh, crap, there's something over there or there's something over there, right? You you just see more of the game at one time. So my experience of still going, who the hell's shooting me from over there is still mm-hmm. going to happen because they could still be behind me. They could still be behind you, but the left, right, up, and down field is bigger. Yeah, right? it should give you a little more situational. I mean, PvP especially should give you a little more situational awareness. And we'll put a link in the show notes to uh, Esports Tales. I wrote a post probably a million years ago now, because there's no date on this that I see. But it has a good, you know, there's a bunch of numbers and nerdy breakdown. But if you scroll like three quarters down to the post, there's a direct comparison of, you know, here's what a field of view looks like. You know, basically, it's the exact same place he's sitting on Mercury in the same spot. And then you can sort of scroll through these pictures of different field of views to give you an idea of what does this look like between, you know, like a 105 field of view or a 72 field of view, which is, you know, 72 is real sort of real up close. You see what's right in front of you. 105 is, yeah, you see what's in front of you, what's around you, what's beside you, a little bit more verticality. So those hunters that are hopping in the air to shotgun above you or that warlock that's floofing above you, you might have a chance to get some glimpse of versus mm-hmm. now where you, you just you see what's in front of you and that's really it. Yeah. So what are we currently kind of running at on console, do you think, Respawn? What kind of Probably about 70. Okay. So it's yeah. what it's going to start off with on PC, but then you can kind of widen it. Okay. Yeah, if I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's probably about um, 70. Yeah. Well, I mean, this article said the default field of view on consoles is 72. So, yeah, ah. about the same thing. And then, yeah, so 72 to 105. And it is a pretty stark difference of you really sort of see what's right in front of you at 72. And then if you go up to 105, which isn't – is that what you said you had on PC or was it 120 you said you had? Uh, 105. I said okay. 110, okay. but 105 is the most. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is like seeing, you know, like you can see just what's in front of you. And then you really, it, it is like having peripheral vision. It's like the blinders yeah. have been taken off and you can actually see what's around you. Yeah, I mean, like when you're playing with your kids, you look through like a freaking, you know, a paper towel tube or whatever. You can only see what's like right in front of you. We'll take off the tube. That's your field of view change. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, thank Even you very much for explaining that. A lot of viewers would, will notice that all of our PC footage that comes from Fuzco or, uh, Respawn has a much greater field of view, or is a all the footage that come from Xbox from 19 and myself has a much smaller field of view. See, that's why we get shot and die a lot more then. We just go with that until mm-hmm. this field of view thing comes in, and then we come up with a better excuse. No, you're going to get shot and die a lot more because even though you can see more, so can the enemies. Yeah, so can our friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let, should we move on to this week at Bungie for the 15th of October 2020? Yes, that I have up. Cool. This week, they let us know that they're calling the shots for the next race to the world's first for the raid. So when Destiny 2 Beyond Light launches next month, 
there won't be a raid straight away. We will have to wait until November 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is a Saturday. So people are really excited the fact that this is going to be on a Saturday at a decent time, I guess, for a Saturday. So this is going to be around midday for you guys or one o'clock. Yeah. Saturday, 10 a.m. Yeah. Would be 11, 12, one o'clock our time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's about six, seven o'clock in the UK, depending on when the time goes forward and back, because that's going to happen at the end of October for Mm. America and England. I've no idea about Australia and Europe. I do apologize. Sometime in the the wee hour, Sunday morning. So just get up early on Sunday. You have the entire day Sunday to to raid race. It'll be fine. What's, What's not to love? And to answer your question, time will be going back an hour. Yeah, but, you know, just... Until more we get there, I don't know how it works. More time to raid. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah. Right. Not that I'll be doing any raiding, but someone will. So, so have have has Fusco put together his his world's first team respawn? And did you make the cut? Uh, no, he hasn't put it together. And there's no real cut. He knows about. There's not a whole lot of people <laughs> that we play with. Fusco's put so... the team together. Respawn just doesn't know about it yet. <laughs> right. Um. I'll, I'll 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 get the day of the raid. I'll be like, respawn. Where are you? I'm like, what? Huh? He's like, are we are we doing this or not? I'm like, okay, I guess. Because that's usually how it works. I get yelled at to get on. I'm like, all well, right. Well, we're telling you now. <laughs> so this should give you plenty of time, Respawn, as well as everybody else plenty of time. So you uh, will have 11 days to get your team assembled, your fire team going, and work on getting yourself powered up. So here's what you need to know to get powered up if you are going to treat, even kind of attempt it. Because there are some rewards for trying to finish it within the first 24 hours and then i believe for the first um normally it's for the first week but they haven't said that at the moment so contest mode will cap all players at 20 power levels below the each encounter for 24 hours the artifact power will be disabled during contest mode 1230 power is your team's goal to be at the cap for all encounters being above 1230 will not provide any additional advantage in the final fight. So what they did, I believe, I think it was Garden of Salvation, which was the last raid, is that it ramped up, didn't it, like a plus 10 light for each encounter up to a point of being capped again there with the contest mode. And Respawn, run us through what contest mode is. Contest mode is basically um, a running stream to see who completes what first. Right, so everybody that's actively no, playing in no, the raid no, is not. being monitored. No, that's not what contest mode is. That's the contest mode that Bungie gets to sit in their big. Well, I actually, I, I would say sit in their big theater, but probably uh, not sit in their big theater anymore. So sit at home, watching their secret feeds of everyone spying on you, or just. Mm. Right, anyway, so, so contest mode. Uh, oh damn! I lost my spot. Right, parody, so, parody. Uh, tell him what contest mode is. No, just it's 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 here. Contest mode is a contest where I stall to give respawn time to find where he is in the top. <laughs> that's a little bit above the pretty picture and a little bit below the first pretty picture of the raid race. It's got some yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, um, is what what you are dealing with with the nightfall ordeal masters at the moment. So uh-huh. even if you are like eleven hundred power level with your artifact, take that away. They will still cap you, I believe. Is it 1070 to go into a Grandmaster Nightfall Ordeal? 
at the moment, something like that, because I haven't achieved, I haven't even kind of got there to do it. But you need to be at, I think, 1070 or 1080 to get into it, but it caps your light at that, regardless of whatever. And contest mode is that basically. So you could be, you know, 1270. You just wanted oh. me to review what you already said? Mm, yes. I hate you. I mean, it's right it's right there in the twelve. He was trying to get you to read it, that's all. Well, no, I mean I was looking at that, but he'd already said it, so I was no, looking but, past no, that. I'm I'm starting no. like we're this year the ritual no, for but I want you to just kind of explain what the contest mode actually is for people that didn't know what contest mode uh, is. Oh, we know God. what it is. And yeah. yeah, it says about being capped. So yeah, you could be like twelve eighty power and it doesn't really matter. They will still cap you at the twelve thirty power. So your team's goal is to get yourself as close to 1230. And what they normally do, a lot of the raid race teams, is they get to about, I think, about 10 light below that. It's like, say, 1220. And then as you progress through each fight, each encounter will get more powerful with their light increasing. But the drops for you will also increase exponentially. So you may get a plus five light item to drop from the first encounter and again from the second encounter, which then boosts your light up to 1230, which will then help you in the final fight. Does that make sense? That does make sense. It does. That's what it does. So this year, the ritual for naming the winners will be different. And this is, I think, going off of a lot of posts I've seen on YouTube saying people are going to cheat, people are going to try this, people are going to do that, to trying to, you know, with all the different glitches that you can kind of do, I think it's mainly on PC where you can get unlimited firing Whisper of the Worms and, and stupid things like that. So they're going to be closely monitoring it this year. So following the immediate fanfare and bustle that follows the checkered flag, our data scientists will be spending extra time validating the finishing time's run. Expect the official announcement for Worlds First to come a bit later than usual. Disqualifications can happen as per the official rules. So check those out if you are worried about anything. But if you're not, then just play the game and get it completed. So finish strong, even if you hear rumours of another team's victory. An award ceremony will take place in the days that follow the raid. We'll crown the champions who return first to orbit after respectable effort. Once we validate a mission's completion, we'll enter their names into history. Every member of the six-player fire team who is certified as world's first will receive a title belt and the un- as their unlimited reward. We will unveil the new belt closer to the start of the race. And what that basically means is you could have a team of, say, 10 people and what they've done over the the past is they cycled people in and out of the raid teams uh depending on light depending on whether somebody can stay on long enough to actually get the job done but it's the people that finish the cross they cross the finishing line actually yep. get the the belt basically and the rewards for it so anybody else that was in the team that maybe helped them get to that final encounter you get no credit you don't, <laughs> apart from like a, a pat on the back and a thank you from your team. You have to be one of those six players finishing that encounter, that last encounter. And let's not forget what happened with the last wish raid. You finish the final encounter, and then there was something else extra after that that you kind of then had to go and do. So don't expect every encounter, or don't expect the last encounter to maybe be the final encounter. There's obviously there's going to be some kind of trick, I, I think, to this. They're, they're going to do something. 
Yeah. Don't expect the last encounter to be the last encounter. Dun dun dun. And once you and if you have finished the last encounter and you've looted the final chest, you also then need to go back to orbit to have your time recorded, which is part of and part, and the the uh, the rules for the raid racer basically say the same thing. You know, play the raid. The the analytics team will verify it. You know, whoever the last six remaining are to finish the raid, get the credit for it. The fire team must loot the final chest before returning to orbit, or their finish may not be recorded. A team's official finish will be recorded when they return to orbit. So you have to first loot the final chest, then go to orbit, then your clock stops. So you can celebrate that you finished the raid and you've gotten through, but you need to loot that chest and get to orbit for your time to count. Is looting is looting the chest like an official thing? Can't we just like finish last count and go to orbit? Dun, 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 well, I think opening well, the chest well, completes the encounter. You can ah. because because the rules do say the final chest must be looted before you return to orbit, or your finish may not be recorded. Which to me says either there's oh, a either there's a bug somewhere, or or that the, there's a timestamp of here's when here's when you loot the chest. That tells us the raid is finished. There's, I'm sure there's a data point somewhere where you loot that chest that says, hey, you finished the encounter. So then going to orbit says you finished the whole thing. Just in case Fuzzco is the leader of the team that actually does get to the world's first. Yes, Fuzzco, you can open that chest and just immediately go straight to orbit without anybody in your fire team like Respawn opening that chest. Because as long as you've opened it, that stopped it. <laughs> Deny him his loot. Would not be the first time that's happened. No. So everyone that has completed the raid in the first 24 hours, and that's anybody, while contest mode is active, will receive a very special emblem. It's purple and glitchy and looks nice. Uh, they did the same for the Garden of Salvation. For those who want to be a bit more flexible with your style, we will be offering a new Europa-ready raid jacket for purchase through the Bungie Rewards. So you have to finish the raid before December 1st at 9 a.m. Pacific. So that's a good couple of weeks to claim your code. And then you can use that code to make your purchase anytime before 11.59 p.m. on Pacific on December 31st. So before the end of the year, before the fireworks go off in the Pacific region of the United States, you can purchase the jacket. And, and for all of you Padawan Guardians out there, even if you see the raid jacket in the store and you can afford the $77,777 you're going to charge for it, if you did not complete the raid in the first 24 hours, even though you can see that in the raid store, and even if by some chance you can afford to buy that raid jacket, when you put it in the cart, Destiny will not let you purchase it. So don't think you can get around it. No. People have tried. Cannot buy it. So for those of us, basically the rest of us, who would like to save the new content like a fine wine and not rush through the raid experience, you'll have a reward waiting for you when you get there. Along with the redacted weapons and armor, everyone who completes the raid will earn this emblem. And it's red and looks cool. And I, I suppose it's got the emblem for you the think season. That looks cool. Yeah, yes. I like that. What? Like that. It's so bleh. All I see when I look at this emblem is is the gambit snake in red. <laughs> like it's not a snake, but that's all my brain sees is is the gambit snake in red, and then like the the vault of glass, little, <laughs> like you know entryway yeah. lines coming down. It makes me think of vault of glass. 
I'm make sure if Arf was here, we'd tell us what that symbol means, but he's not here. I mean, we're, we're, we're likely going to a deep, you know, a deep crypt that, you know, could have some Vex bits in there. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Probably made out of stone. Vault of Glass, too. Vault of Glass. Uh, deep stone, Vault of Glass. Oh, that sounds fun. We could skip over that bit. Skipping. Uh, skip Ouch. over the Cypher Decoders, because Cody Skipping. gets that later. We have more of them now. There you go. Yeah. Which, which really, I, I have to laugh because again, I've, I have had no time to play this event, and I have to sort of laugh a little bit at the people who are like, "There aren't enough of these. I'm trying to grind through it day one. I can't get through." I'm gonna like, yeah, I showed up two weeks later, and they're just falling left and right for me. I got cipher decoders everywhere. This is great. Yeah. Well, let this be a lesson to you. Don't sprint <laughs> through a month long event in the first day because you will try three times as hard as the rest of us who can complete it at a leisurely pace. You're talking about getting ciphers, right? I, I guess maybe I did this before they increased the drop rate or whatever, but I did a whole raid, whole raid start to finish with the PC crew, and at the end of it, I got... Are you ready? One. one. I know. I did, a raid. I did a raid that first week as well. I only got one. <laughs> I was like, seriously, I've done this whole raid. I've got one. <laughs> And imagine, like, if you didn't know how to do the raid, because we blew through it in, like, 30, 30 minutes or something like that, right? But imagine not knowing the raid. You struggle for half a day, all day, two days, and you get one code. I mean, that, that, that should, that should you, because this has never been a thing in these events. It, it, they, they give you, like, you know, one or two per event completion. doesn't matter if it's a 10-minute strike or a 16-hour raid. You get one for completing a thing. So go blow through some gamut or some crucible and... Right, don't do raids for yeah. for these tokens. It's not yeah. the payout isn't worth it. It's never been a good way to do it. So, parody, please tell us what the player support specialists are doing to help. So, yeah, uh, it's all about cipher decoders. So, last week, Bungie introduced two fixes to increase the drop rate of the cipher decoders upon activity completions. Players should note that these fixes will not provide an increase of cipher decoder drop rates from the following things. Enemy kills, gambit matches, forge completions, and non-playlist strikes. Also raids. Uh, so yeah, if you're trying to grind cipher decoders, don't kill enemies, don't play gambit matches, don't do forges, and don't play non-playlist strikes. Playlist strikes, perfectly fine. Nightfalls, have at it. Yeah. So don't do forges. That that content is so old. Why should why are you why are you there? You're either farming or nothing. So don't play those things. Go play something else. Go play Crucible. It's fun. Uh, well, you can, you can. No, you can't AFK anymore. Disregard. Also, with the forges, I forgot to mention there are three triumphs or three or four triumphs that you can get from oh, going to the forges to mm-hmm. go and get specific kills with Yotan, Le Monarch, Izinami. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The weapon, the weapon for its individual forge, and yeah, yeah. And they rotate here. daily for you. And really, at this point, you should be thinking about your end-of-season preparations. So, Bungie will be updating the game, uh, updating the in-game season timer to reflect that the season of arrivals will conclude at 7 p.m. Pacific time on November 9th. That is 3 a.m. UTC, November 10th, and uh, much later in the day for Australia, November 10th. Players will have until that time to complete the season of arrivals quests, activities, and triumphs before they become unavailable. And we gave you all those times and dates in the various times of last week. So go listen to episode 90 to get those in detail. 
Uh, Bungie also links a you know full list here of all the things going away that don't worry, friends. Nightteam will read you each and every item off this list between now and the end of the season. I can't tell you when it's going to happen, only that it will happen. When it pops in my head and I go, ah, I've got to do that this week. Right? Mm-hmm. I might yeah. even forget. I do apologize. No, you Keep don't. an eye on the Twitter for him to remind everybody what he forgot. So, and there are a couple of known issues because, again, computers are hard. Uh, the unbridled enthusiasm emote is missing its initial sound effect on trigger. So it's not that unbridled enthusiasm. It just isn't. The gear can sometimes still drop at 750 power from chests at the end of the Haunted Forest. And the Canis Luna Hunter Vest Ornament Clips into... Oh, okay. The, the Canis Luna Hunter <laughs> Vest into certain gauntlets. I was like, clips into certain gauntlets? Like, like are there little clips on the end? No. There are clipping issues with that ornament and certain gauntlets. Got it. And there's a bunch of other known issues. Go check out the known issues list. And can confirm. Got got a... Uh, you know, the two auto rifle drops from... Haunted Forest and uh, yeah, the Werewolf and the Horror Story, both at 750. So, working as intended. Working as intended. That's the end of our report. Anything else? We don't know about it. Well, seeing as there's not a Destiny Roundup this week, I thought it would only be fair that fair. Respawn, Respawn go through the last note on the bottom of the twelve this week in a very heartfelt way. Okay. As he has so much love for the community managers, as he's shown over the last 90 episodes of our podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. I love those guys. They're the best exactly. part of the community. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. All right. One last time. When the business of this weekly ritual is done, the author usually closes on a personal note. So gather round and let me tell you a story. Once upon a time on November 7th, 2011, after telling my family that I was running away from home to join the circus, I started my very first day at Bungie. I was starry-eyed, terrified, and in no way prepared. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in no way prepared for the triumphs and trials that awaited us all. Fast forward to now, past dozens of events, still not prepared. I added that part. It's hard to tell whenever I add stuff. Alright, uh, fast forward to now. Past dozens of events, hundreds of deployments, thousands of patch notes, and millions of spent shell casings from my Soros regime. My last day at Bungie will be November 6th, 2020. Thus, closing out a full nine years in the service of the player. It has truly been an honor. I'll never forget having the chance to see this community come together and create its own movement. The next destination on my professional journey lies down another path. But I will always enjoy retracing the steps we've taken together. I have made a lot of stops in a career that has spanned many different lives. One of my early... Is he saying he's immortal? What? One of my earliest... He is. (laughs) He gifted me some wisdom that has proven true time and time again. Always be engineering yourself out of a job and replace yourself with someone better, he insisted. The truest measure of success is building something that can thrive in your absence. Thrive is a strong word, but we're moving on. Bungie has been a very special place where I could do just that. 
The teams that I have had the privilege to work with will carry the conversation forward from here, as they have for years now. They are a fine group of people who care about you as much as the awesome developers who work so tirelessly, tirelessly to create these worlds that we explore together. In so many ways, the community managers who are here to succeed me are better than I have ever been at anticipating your curiosities. Stick close to them, and they'll keep treating you like the heroes that you are. I don't feel like a hero. Do you guys feel like a hero? I don't think anybody feels like you. Yeah, we're, we're heroes. I'm proud to say that I am leaving Bungie. I'm proud to see that you're leaving. <laughs> anyway, even more of a fan when I arrived those nine years ago. Whoever warned that you should never meet your heroes didn't have the chance to work in a place like this. I'm taking with me a lifetime of incredible memories, bugs, glitches, and other various. No, he's not. He's not taking those with him. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> he is passing those along to the team. <laughs> Very nice parody. I like some incredible memories of Guardians I would have never known otherwise. Destiny will continue to be an amazing game, in part because of you. The people who play Bungie games together are the pride and joy of this company. It has been my pleasure to keep our community tradition strong during my time up front let us not say goodbye my friends beyond light is an experience that i'll share with each of you you'll still see me around for the weeks leading up to the launch and then i'll be reverting back to my original role as a passionate member of this community see you on europa thank you for everything and please do be excellent to each other deej deuces I'm going to miss Deej. I've just always associated Destiny with Deej. Every time there's kind of been a, a live stream, he's been there, like, leading it. So it just seems weird to get, it's going to continue without him. I thought he was always kind of there as part of the furniture, didn't you guys? That's well, it. Can't, cancel Destiny, it's over. I can't, even, I can't even put a face to the name, if I'm being honest. Well, I mean, to be honest, you, you can't put a face to most names or names to most faces, so is that really different? Do we think that he's no. now got a job at Microsoft? Do no, he's working for Activision now. No, I think he's I think he's sneakily gone off to Microsoft. <laughs> I think all those talks that they've had in the last couple of months, I think he's got a better job over there. I think that's where you he's think? going. Yeah, I do. I think Phil Spencer has got him. I think he's pinched him from Bungie. Maybe that's what Phil Spencer's trying to do. Maybe if he pinches vital components of Bungie and slowly builds Bungie into Microsoft that way, that's the way they're going to take him over. <laughs> from the inside out. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I now feel the need to grab a Soros and go, go murder people with it in Deej's honor. Nope. <laughs> um, what do we have here? We have a couple of things stuff. in the podcast yep. notes. DMG has stated, it would be cool if Bungie did a weekless artist feature in the TWAB, like MOTW, like Movie of the Week. Cool. Um, thanks for that. How about addressing weapons and armor dropping at 7 filthy... Jesus, my goodness. This is from No Filter Gaming. He says, how about addressing weapons and armor dropping at 750? Caspo, the friendly ghost, replied with looking into that as well. Take a drink. 
we just issued another change that will drop two ciphers instead of one. This is from Cosmo. Please note, ciphers do not drop from the following. Enemy kills, gamut forges, and non-playlist strikes. I know this doesn't address all the feedback around the core loop of playing other activities to earn keys for the chests, but we wanted to make a change so that we could put out... I'm sorry, we wanted to make a change that we could put out quickly. I'll continue to share other feedback with the team. That is a Twitter link. What is this? Parody is posted stuff. That's not readable. All right. So that's it. Last night you had the the chance to sit down with Arf and talk some law, didn't you? Arf, yeah. Would you like to introduce not Arf Arf Law? Sure. Hey guys, uh, this week's segment, not Arf Arf Law, we get to talk about how Hive expressed their love for one another. Enjoy. Right, I think last week we got up to uh, we did just do verse four two. Okay, I don't know what verses are. I'm just listening to what we're talking about. So, so basically, what we just listened to is Oryx talking to the deep brace. Just told him to roll his burden shoulders, let down your guard, and uh, shrug your armor off. Because all that sounds like a good idea when you're in combat. Well, he's not. He's a t- he's he's travelled to the deep and he's talking to the deep. Okay. So we move on to book four, verse three. When do monsters have dreams? I'm walking down the road. I'm going to the orrery to talk to my dad. And I hear, well, I hear this noise. So I look back and my sisters are behind me. They're ripping up the road. They've got these huge swords, execution swords, and they're levering the stones out of the road. The stones are covered in writing. They're like tablets, and there's dirt underneath full of worms. I need to get to the orrery before they catch me, so I start running, but right away someone trips me. It's my dad. He's got his foot out, and he grabs me by the horns and just slams me down on my face. I'm in so much pain, I nearly throw up a worm. Why weren't you ready for this, dad says. He's wearing glare goggles, those shiny goggles that he used to save his vision during lightning storms or sea fire. All three of his eyes reflect me. Didn't you know they'd be jealous? because they couldn't come to the Ori and talk to me. Didn't you know they'd move against you? I start wailing like I'm two days old again, and I say, Dad, I thought you were my friend. I'm supposed to be safe here. But he just puts out his fist, and I realise he's laughing at me. Did I think I'd be safe? In his fist, he's got a black sun, and he holds me by the throat, and it goes to tip the black sun inside me. I can see my jaws in his goggles, three reflections of my jaws with so many teeth. So I start eating my dad. I bite huge pieces out of him, then I claw him up. I eat his legs, and I eat his arms, and I eat his goggles, and his eyes, and he says, Good, this is majestic and true, but my sisters are still tearing up the road, and I don't know how to get back. Book 4, verse 4. More beautiful to know. Sometimes I wonder if I'm a nihilist. I don't do much except break things. That's what they say about me. Could have had a great civilization if it wasn't for that damn oryx, that damn hive. They don't believe in anything but death. The only way to make something good is to make something that can't be broken, and the only way to do that is to try and break everything. I'm glad I learned that in the universe runs on death. It's more beautiful to know. But I'm lost somewhere strange. I think that Savanthan and Zivu Arath are trying to steal the tablets from me. They must have cut off my tribute while I was away communing with the Deep. 
I love them so dearly that no one else is clever or strong enough to try and break me. No one else can give me this gift. Once long ago, I killed Zivorath on her war moon, and she blew up the whole moon to kill me with her. Enjoy, and I laugh too. A whole moon. A whole moon. It was a waste of a moon, but it taught me how to save myself from exploding worlds, which was necessary to fight the Ecumene. I love Mighty Zivu more than a moon loves a tide. I will kill her for this over and over, forever and ever. When I get home from my wanderings in the deep, and I take back my throne, I'm going to have children. That's what I need. Sons and daughters to love and kill. To love and kill? Yes. Okay, sure. Don't forget with the, with the hive to show your love to somebody, you kill them. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was eating his dad or whatever. Uh, 4 verse 5 Love is war Zivu upon Oryx Uttered by Zivu Orath Sibling of Oryx Trail We have marooned Oryx within the deep This is our obligation as lords of the hive To make war upon each other To eradicate weakness and make ourselves sharp Obligations Once I permitted Oryx to kill me So that he could gain the sword logic And overcome our god This left me trapped deep within my throne but Oryx, my brother, made war upon the Ecumene, and in that war he described me. I am too, and war. Thus I was resurrected. Resurrection. Savanthan and I conspired to strand Oryx on his expedition. I secretly believe that I will be stronger with Oryx to war against. Thus I describe him. Description of Oryx. When Oryx looks upon you, you feel that you may vanish if he looks away. The crest of Oryx's skull is long as his arm. In the course of its life, thought moves from one end to the other. Upon his crest I have painted a line in my blood, so that he will remember me. Each of Oryx's fangs has the precision of a finger and the accuracy of an eye. Although he was born with the, at the bottom of the universe, and taught to burrow, Oryx has grown wings. The light of wildfire shines through them. Oryx teaches he will not be taught. Oryx's body is corded with strength. His sinews and muscles are as strong as his children, and his children are the strength of him. Oryx wears a raiment of worn silk made from the call of gods. The voice of Oryx may cause two different numbers to become equal. Oryx, my brother, is the bravest thing I know. Upon the fundament he learned that we were the natural player of the universe, the most frail and desperate of things. He thought about this carefully, and he found a way to fix it. He made us strong. He will lead us into eternity. Oryx, my brother, loves me, and this love is war. you have a question there? Um, well, I was just thinking. So, uh, to reiterate something that you said... Um they are always at war with each other, not because they hate each other, but because they're culling the weak and leaving the strong. Is that about right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. This whole my brother loves me thing is just his way of saying that's why he's always fighting his brother because, you know, they're making each other strong, I guess. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. And um, this happens between all the siblings, right? But what about Savatoon? She doesn't conflict directly so how does how does that work basically she tricked Z previously in that uh, example where oryx was stranded in the deep sure he was uh, i'm pretty sure that um Savantan tricked zivu into helping her cut off his tribute 
and possibly doing all the work. Ah. Uh, okay. So even though she, uh, it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. Book four, verse six. Eater of hope. A crota, my son. Welcome. I fought my way out of hell to make you. I fought my traitor siblings. I fought the swarming corpse of Acker, and I cut my way back into my own court, the High War, which had been usurped. Once I had made war on Savanthan and crippled her tribute that, that she could never challenge me, and once I had tricked Zeva or Wrath and poisoned her tribute that she would never again try to take my tablets, and once I had arranged my own lineages so that I would ha be greatest among the Hive and secure my, my throne. Then I found a mother to make my spawn. One of those spawn was you. Your life will be a battle too. You will have to win your place at the high war. I will give you nothing except this, your first sword, and this name I have prepared for you. We fight a war against false hope, Crota. We chased a god called the Traveller, a huckster god, who baits young life into building houses for it. These houses are unsafe, for they cannot stand against my hive, and those houses are a trap. For they lead young life away from the blade and the tooth, which are the tools of survival and the means of ascension. Only when the traveller is extinguished will the universe be free to arrange itself and assume by ruthless contest its final perfect shape, a shape which depends on nothing but itself. Thus I name you Crota, Eater of Hope. There is an oath upon me, Crota, my son, an oath against the wretched Taox. This I do not give to you. It is for me, your father, to bear. Let's go meet your aunts and uncles. Um, Quick quick question. The sword that he gives him, is he talking about a physical sword? Or is he talking about, like, um, because you know how they let them eat each other to get the sword of, uh, the, the sword logic kind of thing? Is he talking about the sword logic or is he talking about, like, a physical sword? I believe it's a physical sword. Okay. Because uh, hasn't Oryx got a um, a named sword in the whole thing? Is it Willbiter or something? Oh, something like that. Yeah, so something something along the lines of Will something. Yeah, but I was just wondering, like, it, were they being literal or? Well, I think they're being literal in this, but I don't understand this because surely with the sword logic, his sword has to be taken; it can't be given. Mm hmm. But. That's completely glossed over, and that's just, just just a random thought I had right there. <laughs> well, that, and that's why I was asking: is, is it a physical sword? Because I thought that maybe, like, he he let him eat him once or whatever to get him his first quote unquote sword. You know? No, it, it, it's, I, th I believe it's a physical sword, but it, it less the sword logic doesn't actually include physical physical gifts like weaponry. Gotcha. Okay, so. We don't know how he gave him the sword. Either that or the sword just isn't good for much right now, you know? Because a given sword can't be that powerful given the sword logic, you know? Maybe it's just like decorative or something. You know, hey, here's your here's your first sword. Congratulations. Can't use but it the, much. You know that you know the hive swords, the more they use them, the more they kill them, the more powerful they become. Right. Yeah. So maybe the first sword literally is useless and they have to build it up. Yeah, basically just like leveling up, leveling up a weapon or putting a catalyst. So, okay, if you look at it from that perspective, that that's how it does make sense with the sword logic. You know, it can't it can't be given. You know, maybe not at its full strength, but you know, can perhaps be 
given at no strength and then built up. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Book 4, verse 7, shapes, points. Look at you. Already you are grown. My daughter, already you're a wizard. Have I been away so long? Now you are here a nook, and Savathun cackles with rage at your brilliance. You have written 11 axioms describing the ascendant places, our throne world. You have announced that you will kill one of these axioms, as Akka would kill the truth, and in mantling Akka you will become a god, as I am. If you try it, I may kill you, or I may applaud. Well done. I bought you this bitter acid for your celebration. And you, Erhalak, you are a wizard too. As in the way of twins, I have been with Zevorath, who complains that you have made a song, sung it in her throne world, and killed everything who listened quite irrevocably. Will we have songs instead of swords and boomers? What have you made for me? It is a tooth shaped like death. I will keep it in my mouth. What have you written for me? It is a course of the Nika thought ship. I will track it down. I have made you by cutting one larvae in half. It would not die. Each half grew into one of you. My sword is named Willbreaker, but it never broke you. There you go. It was, it's Oryx's sword that's Willbreaker. Not Crotus. 4, verse 8. The Partition of Death. One day Oryx decided to grow new wings. While he wrestled with his worm, he came upon his twin daughters dying in a wound between places. What are you doing, my daughters? he asked. He was afraid that Erhalak and Ur-Anuk were trying to go into the deep, where only the tablets of ruin, ruin allowed Oryx to go. We are dying, father, they said, as many times as we can manage. As adorably precious, Oryx shook out his new wings. But why? We propose a method by which ascendant souls can be detached and integrated into a tantological and autonomous thanatosphere, which we will tentatively term an oversoul. Oversouls can be stored in the throne world as a mechanism of enhanced death resilience. As a side effect, new refinements to our death song may have be, may be achieved, moving us closer to a generally effective paracausal death impulse. Oryx brandishes his sword. Speak the royal tongue or I'll pin you up for er to eat. If we can separate our deaths from ourselves and hide them, it will be hard to kill. Oryx went to his son, Crota. Go keep an eye on your sisters, he said. You can learn cunning from them. But while Oryx travelled to observe the deep, destroy an ancient fortress world, Crota conspired with his sisters to learn their secrets. I too will experiment with a wound, he said. And with his sword, Crota cut open a new wound into a new space. In here he thought he might obtain a secret power. But out of this wound came machines, called the Vex. They invaded Oryx's throne world. So that is actually the first mention, or the oldest mention of the Vex in any of uh, the lore that we know of. Book 4, verse 9. Open your eye, go into it. Vex clattered around, constructing large problems. At first their constructions were deranged because they didn't understand the sword logic, which defined all rules in Oryx's throne world. The ge geometry perplexed them. I'll cut them apart, Crota said. Just then, Vex's ritual of better thoughts manifested a mind called Koira. Blade transformed. Koira deduced the sword logic. I have to kill everything, Koira resolved. Then I will be powerful. Crota's gate began to emit warrior Vex, huge and brassy. 
He leapt forward to fight them, but they blinked away. After they fled from Crota, they killed 2,000 of Oryx at Acolytes, then 10,000 of his thrall. Soon they had established themselves as powers in this world, by right of slaughter. Come forth, sister wizards called Urhalak. We need you. Urnuk pulled, pulled a sword star out of the sky. Together the wizards charged it with killing power, and they made an, an annihilated totem, which they used to smash the Vex. Close the wound, Brother Crota, Anuk ordered. We will find and destroy them, but only after they stop constructing problems on us. Koya had instanced herself to the other side of the gate and built a holdfast to keep the way open. Koya's objective was to exploit the paracausal physics of Oryx's throne and become divine. It organized a series of test invasions. For hundreds of years of local time, the siblings fought the Vex. When the Vex came to the sword world, they were inevitably annihilated. But when the Hive went into the Vex world, they lost much of their power too, power to win. Father's going to eat our souls, Halak sighed. Oira captured some worm larvae and began experimenting with them. Soon Cora Blay transformed, manifested religious tactics. By directing worship at the worms, Koira learned it could alter reality with mind topathogenic effects. Efficient machine, Koira manu manufactured a priesthood and ordered all its subminds to believe in worship. Then it set about abducting and killing dangerous organisms so it could bootstrap itself to hide godhood. For some vex reason, Koira had never attempted to introduce worm larvae into its mind fluid. Savantham was laughing because she had tricked Crota into cutting that place. This drew the attention of the worm, our god, Oryx, called Ur. Set your house in order. 4 verse 10, an emperor for all outcomes. Oryx rushed home and read from the Tablets of Ruin. He put some of the Vex into wounds to be taken by the power of the deep. Thus he turned the Vex against each other. Koira manufactured a range of tactics, but none of them were adaptive. Oryx crushed all the Vex in his throne. Oryx thought that she should study geometry like the Vex, but it was the map of perfect shapes. First, he had to perfection. My son, he said, this is your punishment. Come home glorious or die forgotten. He picked Crota up by his legs and threw him into the Vex gate network. Crota battled through history, becoming a legendary demon. In his early centuries, he often spared a few victims to hear oaths and protest against his father. Later he came to understand Oryx, and made temples and monuments wherever he went. Meanwhile Oryx brooded on the Vex. I have met a worthy rival, he said. They want to exist forever, just as I do, but I don't understand them. At this he wor his worm began to chew on him, but he was bound to understand. He called Savantan to meet him in the material world. He told him that the Vex worked tirelessly to understand everything so that it would that they could build a victory condition for every possible state of the universe then i must be a better king oryx said if they want to build an emperor for all outcomes then i will be the king of only one i will follow the deep wherever it goes and document its power let us create a catalog of the grave of worlds which will be our map to victory oryx knew that all life could be described as cellular autom automata except for life understood the deep or the sky and thus escaped causality out of love for her brother which was the same as the desire to kill him Savantan leaked a secret to Zivu Arath listen Zivu Oryx's throne world has been compromised you can cut your way in from here 
Either Orath used this to plan an ambush. Oryx was too canny. Taken King said to his court, the High War, My throne world is vulnerable, and I am going to move it. Where, asked Hagor, the world render? Into a mighty dreadnought, said Oryx. I shall keep my glorious mind, Cosmos, inside a titanic warship. you telling me that the ship was his throne world? Yes. Huh. That's how he... That's how he took everything as well, by extending Throne World out into the universe and then pull it back in. That was the main weapon of the Dreadnought. Right. In a phrase I've just learned recently, which I thought was quite apt, was the reverse windsock of Acker. Okay. What does that mean? Basically, it's the it's the effect of actually pushing the Sword World out into the material universe and taking everything out and then sucking it back in. But he didn't do that. He kept it all within the walls of the Dreadnought, didn't he? Well, no. If you look on the last Wish raid, you have the taken Techians in there that were taken by Oryx when he used the weapon. Okay. Basically, anything taken becomes Oryx's slave almost. Right, that I knew. But, like, how does that tie into his throne world, though? Because his throne world is the ship, and the ship is his throne world, is the weapon he he created in that throne world. Basically, instead of actually doing it one by taking things one by one, he can do it on a grand scale. Right, but if that were the case, then when we kill him inside the dreadnought, that should be his true death. If his if the dreadnought is his throne world, but it's not his true death. He he ends up not dying. Right? We killed him. He's dead. I'm getting. Okay, yeah, you're you're getting confused with the spin thought for the absolute madness that I came up with last week, aren't you? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Basically, as far as we know, Oryx is dead. We killed him in his throne world. That's it. Oryx is done. Right. It's just something I read a couple of weeks ago, and I thought maybe what if, and it was a massive what if. Book four, verse eleven. Dreadnought, make his ship. Oryx scrimshawed one piece of acker who was dead, but far from gone. He stole the hammer of Zevorath and the scalpel of Savanthan. He armoured the ship in baneful armour. When Oryx had built his dreadnought, he pushed his throne world inside out, so that it bled into the material space of the dreadnought. They were coterminous and allied, the ship and his sin. The dreadnought was within the throne of Oryx, but the throne of Oryx was Quick question. the dreadnought Ayat. Sorry, it it just came into my brain. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But um I have forgotten why none of the guardians could be taken by Oryx. Did the light protect us from being taken? Or is there another reason? As far as we know. Okay. We don't know for sure. We're just assuming that's that's why, right? Yeah. Okay. We as far as we know, we but but then you've got the Woken, which are born of the light and the dark. Right but it did take them, but they haven't got the light levels that we operate at. That's fair. This required a verse from the Tablets of Ruin, where the whole court worked together and pushed Oryx's throne inside out. This was a day of joyous violence, and all of Oryx's broods marked this holiday's aversion day, which is celebrated by turning things inside out, saith Oryx. Go out into the universe, my court. Gather tribute for me. Send it home to my ship when I call you. Walk up that tribute to my court. 
I will prepare for long voyages. I'm savant and insidious. This is war. I graffiti this notice for you. This is me. These books are full of lies. Now, Aurex's throne was safe from incursion because it moved so nimbly. Aurex attacked the harmonious flotilla Invincible, who guarded the Nietzsche thought ship. When the flotilla surrounded his dreadnought, Oryx put his sword into the hull, and he used the power of the deep and the clever systems his daughters built, and pushed his throne world out into mere reality. By wrath and confidence, he filled space up with an egg of his throne. It swelled up like a ghost star to smash the harmonious flotilla Invincible. Oryx broke the last word off their name. In the Nietzsche thought ship, Oryx hoped to find the location of the gift mast, which has been left behind by the traveller. Oryx wanted to eat it, but the thought ship was a trap. Upon it was Koira, blade transformed. That takes us to book five, but I think I will actually leave it there. On a bit of a cliffhanger. <laughs> Always leave them wanting more. <laughs> right? Always leave them wanting more. You want some? Come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Love is a love is a strong word in in love the land of hive. Very strong word, man. So, so what you're saying is, next time the hive say, "Let me take you back to my throne world," that's a hearty no, thank you. No, they don't even necessarily do it in their throne world. But you know, I don't want to spoil it. Actually, they you've probably already inserted the lore, right? So, um, I just I want to say after people having heard the lore, the fact that hive eat each other and allow themselves to be eaten. As a show of love, that's dedication, man. That's dedication. And, and you know, in the beginning, the Hive are always fighting each other. And I just thought it was a bunch of infighting, like the, like, like, like the Fallen, right? But it's not. It's not like the Fallen at all. The reason they have all of this infighting is, in fact, to cull out the weak so that only the strong prevail. They're making their race as a whole stronger by culling out the weakest links. And I'm just like... I can get behind that, but the whole eating each other because I love you? What? Anyway. Cosmo commented on Bungie this week. Uh, First, it says Nick Buck. I'm guessing probably a typo. They did the same thing last week with the launch. This is only like half the thing, dude. What does the rest say? What is what does Nick Buck say? Basically, it's saying there's another typo. Is it 9 a.m. or 10 a.m.? Ah, okay, okay. Reset will be 9 a.m. by then, but the raid launch is at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1800 UTC. This is by Riddle Riddlemore. So the first day emblem available until 11:22 9 a.m. or 11:22 10 a.m. Cosmo replies with 10 a.m. on 11:22. Yeah. So reset at 9 a.m. Pacific. Rain launches an hour later, so you'll have the full 24 hours after the raid's actual launch time, not the reset time. Right. And did did anybody put anything up on YouTube this week? Do we have any tips, tricks, guides, or builds other than um, go finish the things you're trying to finish? Yes. Really? I saw all the YouTubers playing like some mobile game the past couple weeks. I'm just reading about um, somebody asking about what Froggy did in a Houndish video. That's cool. Oh, well, very good. 
Well, while you're scrolling through there. Oh, great. It wasn't enough that now he's put cheese on the radar. Now he's putting Froggy on the radar. Houndish, knock it off. Um, I don't think it was Houndish putting either of them on the radar. They've been on the radar for a while. Don't call to come back. They've been here the whole time. But you know who hasn't been here the whole time? Anybody who wants the benevolent hue emblem, apparently. You Either that or nobody's that. had a good time in Destiny. So we've had exactly, um, unless Nineteen Minutes hiding email from me, no one has entered. Nobody wants our benevolent hue emblem. So, yeah, if you want the benevolent hue emblem, still available. No one has entered. It's very sad. Well, Send us an email. If you're to the hunter and hunter what was that? No, I'm just my wife is just you know gonna oh. log on and 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 submit her, um yeah, entry. She, she'll she'll win if she enters because right now uh, she has no competition. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so you know you, you try to do a nice thing for people. You try to give them a benevolent hue emblem, and, and they just have all of you, man. Apparently, apparently nobody wants to be benevolent. Maybe if you open have the contest open until Beyond Light drops, so that. People that listen to this a couple of weeks down the line still have some time to enter. I suppose we could do that. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's keep it on Topia and Light Drop. So, yeah, send us an email, two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com, and tell me about a time you laughed your head off playing Destiny 2. That's it. And we will send you a code for the Bedevilent Hue Emblem. And it will be great. And you know, it'll make you very happy. You can put it on, you can wear it around, you can impress your friends. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I have a few videos for you this week to check out. Um, one is the Ultimate Beyond Light Prep Guide from Fallout Plays. Basically going over some of the stuff that we've covered over the last couple of weeks, but it kind of boiled down into one easy video, nine tips, just just a general kind of getting yourself ready for the next season. Then we have anybody that is struggling to get the... Uh, zero hour mission done like i was this week and there are several instances where if you have issues jumping on the wall outside there was a cheese forever video that was posted about a year ago and i will relink it in the show notes from if you kill yourself whilst in a certain area inside it will put you back out on the wall where you died so you don't have to keep re-jumping to that point really helpful and there's a similar one that he posted yesterday for the trevor encounter with going around and unlocking all the doors to get out away from trevor Trevor. i I will link that in the show notes so yes that's i found that really helpful this week uh i bet on me has a true prophecy god roll guide so this is the 110 hand cannon that you can currently get from just random drops at the moment, gunsmith, well drops, and it's a really good weapon, and there are some really good rolls on it, and he's got a few um, that you might want to kind of check out, so I will link that in the show notes. And then Destiny Fun Police has been sleeping on this build, so he thinks it's a very OP build, and it it does, it looks very, very OP. It's a Nezarek Sin build with a gnawing hunger he's called nezarex hunger and it looks disgusting it really does so if you're not familiar with this warlock helmet any void kill will generate ability and super energy so because the gnawing hunger is quite prevalent in crucible at the moment it just it racks up kills and you can get your super extremely fast 
and he's got this on the bottom tree of the void walker with devour and oh, yeah. oh my god it's it's definitely worth checking out he i mean he normally rocks a titan and for him to kind of keep this build quiet until the end of the season um he doesn't believe that it's going to be op but i think it will if we can get it out to as many people as possible i think it's going to be a very good build get definitely one for iron banner when that comes back in a couple of weeks hopefully which I don't understand because I thought Iron Banner would be back next week, but they ha- they haven't said anything. I d- I don't like them going out of rotation. I like strikes, Gambit, Crucible. Strikes, Gambit, Crucible. They can't deviate, and they had the strikes, Gambit, Crucible thing, and the Iron Banner was in that, and now they've taken that out, and now the Iron Banner is going to fall on a week where it's Nightfall farming, and that's just going to completely um trip me out. I'm not going to be happy. You know, as a person. Mm-hmm. That has, you know, as as a father of thirty, you'd think that you'd be used to things being in chaos. That order would be the last thing on your mind, and no, that uh, we consistency. Have, we have order. We have order all the time. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. That's why he looks for the order in Destiny. Destiny is his is his area he can control and keep orderly and <laughs> calm, and there aren't ten thousand screaming children everywhere. And now Destiny has been has been thrown into chaos. Oh. But one thing that I did come across in the Fallout Plays uh, preparation guide video, which was really, really cool, is uh, I believe we've mentioned it before on the podcast, is destinyrecipes.com. Yep. You can go on there and there's a checklist to help you get prepared for Beyond Light. And it will kind of tell you if you've got enough upgrade materials, if you've got uh, enough XP bounties, Glimmer, you can hoard Glimmer. Um, and it tells you kind of the best ways to hoard the glimmer. And for for example, my glimmer at the moment is sitting at 250,000. But I have a couple of ships that they class as giving me extra glimmer. And it gives you a list of all the ships that you can kind of pull out of your collections to then keep in your vault to give you extra glimmer when you dismantle it. And it, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm only halfway through mm-hmm. on their tracker. Which makes me laugh. Because you don't have any room in your vault. Exactly. My gunsmith mm-hmm. materials, though, my progress is 142%. So I'm, I'm well over on that one. My legendary shards, I'm at 104%. So I'm just over on how much they think I should need of those. Uh, Crucible tokens and Vanguard tokens, I, I'm very low. I'm 35 and 17%. My upgrade modules, I've only got 8%. Um, but then it goes into materials as well. I, I, they see like two thousand as, as a kind of halfway of of um, what's good, and then you can kind of look at bounties, and it'll tell you how much each bounty is worth for that week, and whether you can pick it up. Um, so you can track which bounties are worth kind of picking up to hoard for turning them in with Beyond Light to then get your XP bonus. So yeah, this is a really good thing, and you can search by like Titan, Warlock, and Hunter for each character and what you've got done um and it'll give you it gives you a kind of um it's like a 10 step xp bonus thing so at the moment i think i've got uh, 300 yeah 396,000 xp stored up um but i can do other bounties that will give me 4280 something like that this it's just but yeah it's really really interesting to kind of get yourself prepared for beyond light um, it, it, it's really nice to see in numbers 
yes. how many how many legendary shards you truly have, or how many crucible tokens that I'm at three hundred and thirty two percent of my crucible tokens that thinks I'll need. I'm at two hundred sixty five percent of my enhancement course. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, apparently apparently my, my enhancement prisms. I'm I'm a little low. I'm halfway to. But but thankfully I'm only at, I'm only at a uh, 441% of my gunsmith materials. How much? 441%? 441%. I apparently have 26,500 gunsmith Merry materials. Christmas. Because why spend them on anything? I I only have 16,614 crystal materials. But a mere I'm 5900 vanguards. So yeah, you know. Okay, it, so it, I'm here at the checklist, but what do you look for what you're looking at? There's a lot of stuff. So if you uh, log in and have you have you linked your account? Yep. And if you link your account, it'll be under resources, like halfway down the page. Halfway down the page. Dreadnought crook. Wait, I'm on destinychecklist.net. Is that the right one? Destinyrecipes.com. Oh. <laughs> So, there were words there. Some of them were correct. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like Fallout says in his video, the weeklies are going to give you the most XP. So, you'll get 12,000 XP for picking up the weeklies and keeping those. Um, the same for the Iron Banner ones. So, when they come back around, if you don't want to turn those in to get the higher-powered gear, you can also save those. Those are 12,000. The weekly haunted forest ones are twelve thousand. You've got the the weekly ones that you can get from Titan, Io, Mercury, and Mars at the moment. And if you complete those, you'll get the uh, engram that will give you uh, weapons from the decoder from the Gambit guy, uh, the Drifter. All right, all right, all right. But if you hold on to those, that's worth twelve thousand. XP. So you can pick up quite a lot of XP for the next couple of weeks and um, hoard them. And then dailies again is just 6,000. So once you've done all your weekly ones, you can then move on to the ones that are 9,000, then 6,000. And just, yeah, there's a lot to hoard. And I love it. I love the hoard. Oh, ouch. So I, I'm still looking forward to. <laughs> What do we do with all of these materials when the planets go away? Like, <laughs> I, I, I really want them to tell me, you know, at one point, should I just go spend all these or can, or can I convert them? Is there going to be a little kiosk on the tower? Can I convert all these materials that that's, I don't need anymore? Job. Spider to something useful? Spider wow. gives you one glimmer for everything that's deprecated. Huh. Interesting. So, um, you, you talk about how big now. your numbers are, right? Upgrade modules, zero percent. Vanguard tactician, three percent. Uh, enhancement cores, seven percent. Ascended shards, ten percent. Crystal tokens, eleven percent. Um. <laughs> so what you're saying is, is if you were a doomsday prepper, doomsday comes, you're dead. No, I just robbed somebody else. That's <laughs> what that means. Oh dear. So unless you yeah. guys have anything else to add to this very not. short show this week, because one, if this recording works, it's going to be a short show. <laughs> right. Two, if the recording doesn't work, it's just going to be a message <laughs> from me and maybe some law from Arth. Um, 
so yeah fingers Thank crossed it's worked right yeah here we it, go it's, yeah this could have been all, all been for nothing and, uh, you know, either way, thank you for joining us. Uh, your Titans are parody of Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one response in real life. What up? Your lore scribe is not ARF. You can email the show at two Titans and a Hunter at hotmail.com. Find the show on Twitter at two Titans underscore Hunter. We're on Instagram at two Titans and a Hunter and Facebook at, you guessed it, two Titans and a Hunter. And if you're trying to look to get things done before the end of the season, go check out lfg.frozen.party. That's as always, Frozen with a Zero. As always, our guests here, our hosts here, are here for Raid Hindrance. Trials hurt and giggling, but Guardian Hub and Guardian Downcast might have you know, useful people if you're trying to get through some of these things before the end of the season. So go check out our 100.io group, lfg.frozen.party. You can find all your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live and respawn on PC. Watch the show on YouTube, Yo. listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, everywhere, everywhere podcasts are sold, downloaded, found, picked up in the wastes. You know, if you see a podcast, it's probably us. Uh, and with that chance, say goodbye, and we'll hope there's an actual show for people to have listened to. Deuces! So, it looks like you haven't added any video sources. Blank screen, that's fine. Clicking icon, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, three. You guys say something to make sure that it's picking you guys up. Hello. 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 Oh, hello. How you doing? All right, I'm stopping. That's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, eh? Hmm. I'm not doing voices today. Too, too late. Into a tantological and auto autonomous thanatosphere. Autonomous? Are you trying to say autonomous? Like automatically? Yes, autonomous, yes. Okay. Into a into a tantological and autonomous oh, you made me say right. Autonomous, dude. Autonomous, yeah. All right, let's let's kick Craig out and her jerk out and see if there's an actual recording. Right. Otherwise, um, we'll do it all again. No. <laughs>